When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code POD to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code POD at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code POD. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. The United States has won the 13th President's Cup in dramatic fashion. Final score, 16-14. to 14. The U.S. with a crazy comeback going six two and four on the final day and nick your boy matt kuchar with the clinching five foot birdie putt um yeah joe gosh i mean never mind matt kuchar just to think about where the president's cup came from july and august where it was a joke to the last four days where like it was like every day i woke up like looking forward to watching the president's cup and it was really exciting um i'm I'm stoked right now the united states won it was dramatic they were down the entire week um it was it was really good television it was really well done it was it was exciting and and then of course in the end the united states gets the victory but it was not a uh, a boring trounce it was it was exciting I enjoyed it. Matt Kuchar, yeah, like you said, got the win, but that's that's definitely not the lead as far as I'm concerned. No, and we have a lot to get to with the President's Cup, but before we get into it, Nick, I want to talk about a new sponsor of At The Turn. Please, please. It's very exciting. So if you're looking for a last-minute holiday gift, look no further than Precision Pro. What's the one item in your bag you're going to use most during the round? A putter? No. Your favorite iron? Wrong. The real answer is your rangefinder. Yeah. Get rid of that junk on your wrist, baby. You're looking like a schlub out there. Get the rangefinder. All golfers need a rangefinder they can trust to know the precise distance to their target for nearly every shot, whether you're on the tee box or in the fairway. Hey, use promo code at the turn. Nick, is it, is, is it at the turn or turn? It's at the turn. The whole the, the whole turn. shebang, baby. At the turn at checkout, you get 10 bucks off any of their wonderful products, of which they have the very high end. You can get a modestly priced one if you don't love your loved one that much. If it's for like your, you know, your father-in-law who you kind of like, you want to get him a present, use that promo code term. You're gonna save 10 bucks at checkout. Swing with confidence, hit more greens with precision pro golf. We're very happy that they're a part of At The Turn. Okay, Nick, business out of the way. 
my initial takeaway from what I saw in the aftermath, because we're we're lit. It is it is Sunday where Nick is right now. It is midnight oh eight on the East Coast. God bless you for staying up to do this, because I'm glad we're getting our instant somewhat boozy reactions to what's happening yeah, on the no president's cup full, full disclosure i've got no bud light in my fridge it's all, it's all ipas and double ipas from uh from treehouse brewery down the street so Hell uh, yeah buddy bear, Look, bear with me <laughs> it's winter time you got the flannel you got the yeah, beer going the heavy right. beer i there get it go. it's it's right so watching the immediate aftermath of what happened there was a lot of joy from the u.s side but also from the international side, and if I can be this guy real quick, you think if the internationals won, we'd see Tiger Woods as happy as Ernie Els was that the Americans won. And what I mean by that is it is expected for the U.S. to win this event and for Tiger Woods in his first captaincy to go in and lose if that would have happened. I don't know if you would have seen the same. Tiger would have been respectful would have been appropriate, but I don't know if you would have seen the same level of enthusiasm is the wrong word, but no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. You're getting right? the point across and you're absolutely right. It's like when Duke plays Belmont in the first round of the NCAA tournament and Belmont takes him down to the last two minutes and, and Duke pulls away at the end. And, you know, they have that cordial handshake at the end and Duke is expected to win and Krzyzewski is cordial and says, Hey, Hey, you guys held in there. You did great. You gave us a great challenge. Oh, w- what a good squad you've got. But, but of course, if it's the other way around, it, it, it is not the same. No, you're absolutely right. The United States expected to win. They are appreciative of what Ernie Els and the Nationals did. They gave them a great challenge, a great four days of competition. And in the end, the result that everybody on planet Earth expected to happen came to fruition. So everybody's happy the internationals probably are even happy i mean i'm sure adam scott is not happy that he didn't get that win but gosh they went in one ten and one joe like what do they expect they gave him a, a a heck of a run for four days i mean they're probably not happy that's not the right word but they are they 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 prove that they belong i, I think is probably the best way to put it well i think it's a little more than worried um, there were moments on Friday where I was getting texts from the lovely Ashley O'Brien Heidelberger <laughs> saying that Nick is freaking out. I have to control my husband. Um, and I texted you like, dude, I get it. I get it because the international team was off to such a strong start. They go, what, 4-1 the first day. After day two, they have a very comfortable three-point lead again. And, you know, uh, faith was wavering. And, and, and I can understand that. But I think what the announcers were saying throughout the duration of the event was very astute. That the Americans need to learn this golf course. Because it was very Augusta-like in the greens. Where you have to hit it to a particular spot. If you miss long in certain spots, you're dead. Sometimes you have to aim away from, like, I would say Augusta and Royal Melbourne, really, any course that I've watched for a long duration of time, even on greenside shots, people were playing away from the flag and letting it roll down to the cup. So for the Americans who had never been to this course or really seen it versus the Cam Smiths, who's a, a rookie, but dude's Australian. He's played this course a lot. Course knowledge, I think, finally sort of equaled out once you got into day three, certainly, and 
absolutely on day four. I agree with that, and I agree that the Americans came a long way over the course of the tournament. But I don't think that explains... I mean, what do you have, three Australians on this team? I mean, how many of the other internationals have played this course way more than the American team? Yeah, that's fair. Probably only a couple. Yeah, maybe a couple. I mean, maybe a couple, and maybe none. I mean, who, who knows how many times, you know, Abraham Answer play, has played, you know, the composite course. I mean, I, probably zero. So, yeah, maybe for a couple guys it made a difference, but I don't, I don't necessarily feel like that was the reason why the international team was winning the first three days. I just feel like they were better prepared. I mean, honestly, the, the joke in our household was they made every single putt. I mean, <laughs> I just felt like – and it's it's not necessarily true, but gosh, it, watching these events reminds me how important putting is because you get somebody with a five foot putt and somebody with a fifteen foot putt, and the guy who makes the fifteen foot putt, and all of a sudden the five foot putt becomes a lot longer, and they miss it. it, it it's so big. I mean, so many of these holes are decided on the greens, and um, I have it on my list to get into later, Joe. But when we go in and second guess the captain's picks. I really think Kevin Kisner could have helped the American team over the first few days. Obviously, the United States got the result, but he's a guy who he's won the match play. I feel like he's a good guy on those greens to flip some of those holes where he's out of position, ends up making a long putt and stealing a hole. Well, why don't we do it in uh, reverse chronological order? Why don't we start with singles where the U.S. obviously completed the huge comeback. You caught a lot more of this today than I did, but... It, from my perspective, just looks like total U.S. dominance, aside from my boy, Sungjae, who ended up going 2-1-1 one, and one for the week. And Cam Smith, those are the only two wins out of 12 matches for the international team. And, you know, the international team just needed five and a half points today, and they were going to win the President's Cup, and they were unable to do it. So, obviously, Tiger goes out right away. He gets the win over Abraham Answer, who had been, had been, had the strongest week for the international team. I think he went three, one and one for the week. This being his only loss and really out of the first, what five matches, the U S team got four points and they then Jay got the win. So singles day today. What, what did you see? Was it, what can, can you, can we look at the final results and say, yeah, it was U S dominance or was it flip flopping throughout the day? It was definitely flip flopping. Uh, well, it, it's interesting. I mean, it was so interesting today. I really feel like these 12 singles matches, I watched pretty much the whole thing six hours. I mean, Tiger goes out early. He he's he was in control. He had a one or two up lead for most of that front nine. I think it was tied for a hole or two in there. Patrick Reed was dominant. He was six up through seven. Uh, Dustin, I know that we'll get to that later. Dustin Johnson was dominant in his match early on. So early on, the the United States team really set the tone. Um, they were really. Three of those first four matches were pretty much you could chalk them up. Even though the Tiger Woods match was was close, maybe one up for most of the time. You still figured it's Tiger Woods versus Abraham Answer in a in the President's Cup. You figure Tiger's going to get that point, which he did. So you really thought like, okay, United States goes in to the day two down, but three of those first four were pretty clear uh, pretty early on. We're going to go the United States away. So you know with that into consideration it's it's basically all square you know the united states has a slight advantage from there which it turned out to be so um yeah i think they set the tone early and then it kind of took it from there so getting into day 3 the us was down 
what? They were down three going into the day. So it started off six and a half to three and a half going into so day, day three. So day three was the day with, with two Correct. four-point sessions as opposed to the first two days, which were one five-point session each. Yes, yeah, so eight points were available. And we'll start with the morning where, look, the international team, their two wins were three and two and five and three. The U.S. were able to get a tie with the Tony Finau-Matt Kuchar pairing against Ben On and Adam Scott. Tony Finau was so clutch in that match, dude. He made long putts at 16 and 17 after Kuchar really gagged on the 15th hole, missing about a three-footer for par, which lost the hole. But Kuch won the cup, yada, yada, yada. No, Tony no Finau I'm was not going to defend Kuch. Kuch did not play well. He didn't. He, he, he missed a lot of important putts. He didn't. He did not play well throughout the cup. Yeah, he he stuffed one in there late in a singles match and made the putt to to he ended up having that match. He didn't even win the match. He he halved it. That half point was the deciding point. Just because of where he went out in singles does not mean we should declare him a hero. No, that's that's fair. Wow. And to to get to Tony Fina real quick, Great in the Ryder Cup last year. I think he went 3-0-1. Tony Fiedel did not win a match in the President's Cup. He went 0-1-3. But Which still. Is so shocking. It is because he, he played everything. great and was one of the most consistent players. Like you said, made everything. And I really hope Tony Finau is a consistent. Because he, he, t- Tony didn't have a great year this year on the PGA Tour. But he made it on the President's Cup team. And he I really hope he is. Pick. Exactly. And good on Tiger for doing that. Absolutely. Because he really... Matt Kuchar should have lost points, and Tony Finau was able to grab him on day three and scratch out a couple of halves. So Tony Finau was very clutch. I do want to get to the foursomes on day three. So this was the afternoon session. I was locked into this. I watched the entirety of these sessions. And going into it, there was this talk of, okay, well, the U.S. team better do good in this format. International team not as good in the format. This is alternate shot. Right, So they're playing alternate shot in the foursomes. And the thing is, the U.S. team is better at this format. I think a lot of that has to do with what we talked about in our President's Cup preview, Nick, is that the U.S. team is more familiar with each other. They know their games a lot better. And so they're more accustomed to playing, not necessarily an alternate shot, but playing in the same foursomes, practice rounds. They know each other. So the U.S. team was really looking like they were going to win all four of these matches and we were going to be tied 9-all going into singles today. Well, that didn't really happen, and something I have to talk about is the Ricky Fowler and Justin Thomas collapse. They were up five with eight holes to play. Pathetic. Up five with eight holes to play, and Abraham Answer, star for the international team, and Mark Leishman, the local boy, managed to scratch out a half, and that was just an incredible performance. And it's one of those things, Nick, mm. you could feel it coming. Once it got to two down with two to play, you were like, oh, my God, they might blow this. Well, yeah, you, you, you can sense things are slipping. But, Joe, all you need at that point legitimately is a par. It's like two down with two to play. Okay, yeah, things are, are, are slipping. But just par one of, the, one of the last two holes between Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler, that is not too much to ask. So that is 100% on them. That is a collapse. Five up. I mean, that was that. That's absolutely pathetic. And those guys were great. Justin Thomas made an incredible putt earlier 
in was it the first day or the second day just uh, to to really keep United States in it. But that was a tragic collapse. Justin's tee shot on eighth on eighteen that put Ricky underneath a tree in the alternate shot was just that like was that tee shot comical. was so brutal. Also, Ricky's second shot on that hole was incredible. absolutely in. Incredible. Incredible. It was incredible. He's under this tree, and I don't know if anybody saw it, but uh, Finau was in a similar position today and, and hit a shot and ended up ricocheting and hitting, hitting him. <laughs> so Classic. Yeah. Um, no, great shot by Ricky, but just they literally, they bogeyed the last three holes to have that match. I mean, all they needed was a par. It was, it was bad. And at that point, you're really wondering, like, man, is is everything lining up for the internationals to win this thing? But thankfully, it didn't. I mean, I, we talked about it on the on the preview, Joe, where I, I said, you know, it would be good if the internationals win and, and make this thing interesting. But your point about if the United States loses it when Tiger Woods is his first captaincy, that would be a catastrophe. And once this thing teed off, it was go hung for the United States. I mean, I, I was glued to the edge of my seat for the last four days. So uh, I'm happy that you know, uh, the United States pulled it off. Yeah, it was really unequivocally the most fun I've had watching a team event. I think a lot of that has to do with the viewing schedule. I think every team event, I was going to save this rant for later, but I'm just going to get to it now. I think, I think every team event should be in Australia in December. Because the viewing schedule for Australia is going to be better. Those people are sports lunatics over there. They will watch anything, any time of day. And in America, in December, it's Christmas time. I'm hanging around the house a lot. <laughs> this stuff is on all the time. I could not get it. I want the President's Cup to be four more days. I. This has been the most exciting team event. The golf course, incredible. What a venue for an event like this. Short par fours, great par fives, difficult par threes, bunkers everywhere, crazy shots under trees, birds making noises. I didn't those know birds, birds could make. Were incredible. What the hell kind of birds were those? Insane. Um, you know what I thought about also is a Ryder Cup or President's Cup comes to the United States every other year because each are played every other year, each alternate sites. But for this event to be in Australia, I, I realized this when they were talking about Adam Scott, when he realized he was going to lose his match and that the United States was going to win this competition, of how heartbreaking that was for him. Because it's not like in two years it's going to be back in Australia. It's, it's going to be somewhere else. And then two years after that, it's going to be back in the United States. And then two years after that, it's probably going to be somewhere else. I mean, who knows how old Adam Scott is going to be the next time this thing is in Australia. I mean, it might be... 10 more years. He'll be I mean, the he'll captain at that point. He will, he will be a captain. He will be, he's 39 right now. So he, he's not going to be playing. He, he will be a captain for sure. And, and I, I hope, and I believe he will captain in Australia at some point, but he never got that chance to win in his home country. You could tell all throughout the week and he played so well, this meant so much to him. And, and it was awesome to see how well that he played. But when he realized he was not going to win that match to Xander Schauffele and that uh, the internationals were not going to win the competition this week, that was that was the only time I felt a little bit bad uh, for the international squad. Yeah, Scott ended up winning his first two matches and then went 0-2-1 his final three. So off to the hot start. 
much like the international team did. So just to recap the first two days real quickly, really international dominance. Um, the U.S. only managed three and a half points the first two days, two of those courtesy of Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas. And you referenced it earlier, Nick. Justin Thomas in the second to last match on day two rolled in the punt on 18 to win the match. If he misses it, the U.S. only gets a half of a point. And at that point, there was a real chance that the international team was going to be able to close things out after three days. If Justin Thomas, think about this. If Justin Thomas misses that putt, the international team goes to seven points. So I'm going to pause you. I'm going to pause you right there because what was the final score? 16-14? Correct. So you needed 15 and a half to win. There's no retaining. 15-15 is a tie. You need 15 and a half to win. The United States got 16. So they barely got, they got a half more than they needed. On that second day, on the back nine, there was a point in time where the internationals led all five matches. And they went four and one on day one. So we're looking at a nine to one ass whooping after two days. And we are in no way, shape, or form looking at this result that we got today. It was, they were leading all five on day two, Joe. And miraculously, so... Right before that Justin Thomas putt, Patrick Cantlay, and I had this on my rundown sheet, the shot of the tournament, the shot of the tournament was Patrick Cantlay's putt on 18 to get a point, a full point for the United States in that second day. He rolled in 20, 25-footer to, to win his match, and then five minutes later, Justin Thomas rolled in a 10 to 15-footer to win his match, and then five minutes later, Ricky Fowler made you know a five footer to get a half a point. So the United States goes two and a half to two and a half versus oh oh and five. Yeah, it's incredible stuff. Cantley ends up going three or two, three and two for the event, but he's a stud. Him and Shoffley were a good team. He was um, so underrated, by the way, too. Every time they kept cutting to him, and I, I would just be like to my wife Ashley, like well, he's going to make this. He'd have like a 40-foot putt. I'm like, he's going to make it. Or else they, they, they're only showing Cantley when he's making long putts. And he just roll in long putt after long putt after long putt. Very underrated. What a stud. This is a booze-soaked opinion, but Patrick, Cant, Patrick Cantley will win a major before Ricky Fowler does. I'm, I'm all in on that. Tough, tough to argue, <laughs> isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So, U.S., to put a button on this reverse chronological part of the show four and one for the internationals on day one the only win is tiger woods and justin thomas just utter domination early on um nick i want to talk about the international team and a couple stalwarts we've we've mentioned them a little bit but abraham answer sung jm i thought were the two standouts for the international team um <laughs> you'll know you'll know sung jay he's the guy who had the weird band-aid on his ear <laughs> did they ever confirm what was going on there no, the, the the most I ever mentioned was on the first day. The first the only yeah. th- only thing I heard was uh, he might have cut himself shaving. It might have been his first time shaving, which is kind of an unnecessary knock on the guy. <laughs> it's an unnecessary knock, like haha, he's young, but also like, is it is everything okay? Like, are we trying to keep this secret? It's it's just a, such a weirdly placed band aid. I mean, I don't know. I assume he, he by the way he whooped ass. I'm assuming he's fine. So um, hold on before we move on. Does can we confirm? Does he have a home, or does he just live on tour? <laughs> they kept saying like, 
Ha ha. He just, he just is in a hotel all the time. He played 36 times on the PGA tour last year. Like they kept joking about it, but is it, does he not have a home? Is he homeless? You know, I, I, I would doubt he's homeless because he made the most cuts in the PGA tour. So presumably he's doing well financially. <laughs> well, sure, sure. Nobody's saying he can't afford a home. He's, he's choosing not to have a home. I mean, he just live on the road. He was the PGA tour rookie of the year. Like, okay. I guess the counter argument would be if you were 22 single as talented as this dude is, what would you be doing? Would you be chilling in your home in Phoenix most of the year? Or would you be out on the road grinding away in the quad cities open? I play 36 times a year. Of course you would. No doubt. So He's there's some the Jay, him and Abraham. I'd put band-aids on my face. <laughs> no, dude. I mean, they, look, they were, they were incredible for the international side. Um, from the U.S. side, look, I'm going to start at the top. Because quarterback gets all the credit, quarterback gets all the blame. Why? You can't answer this, but. I might be able to. Okay. Why didn't Tiger Woods play yesterday? Well, I'm glad you asked that. I'm glad that's the question that came. I, I think that what happened today was the rationale for what happened yesterday. Okay. So, no. So Tiger sat himself all day yesterday, which was, which was a huge surprise. He. Only guy to win a match on day one. He won his match on day two with JT both days, obviously, so he's not the only guy. JT's lumped in there with him. Um, Sits in the morning of day three, which was no surprise. Look, he's old. He's got issues, for sure. Nobody's arguing that. No surprise there. Sitting in the afternoon of day three, especially given where the Americans were in the cup, huge surprise, huge red flag. But I think he knew for a fact he was going out first in singles matches, which was predetermined. And he knew how important that was. And I I think in his mind, he just determined that his singles point on Sunday was more important than... Because if you think about it, he would have been in Ricky's place with JT. They ended up getting a half point in that match. He basically said that his singles match on Sunday was more important than him playing with JT in that match on Saturday. And they ended up getting a half a point. It was an epic meltdown. God, he almost looked brilliant if they would have got the full point, but they didn't. But still, you know, I think it justified in the end the ass whooping he laid down on Abraham answer this morning that that was the right decision. So I found it interesting that he put Ricky out where he did today. So Ricky sits the first day. (laughs) Ricky then plays twice on day three. And what does he do? He goes 1-0-1, right? So he has a good performance. And to your point, Tiger decides to sit himself knowing that he's going to be first one out Last day. Correct. Did he also know that Ricky was his hammer? Was Ricky the hammer the whole time? I think so. Because I think you put him out last. has to be, right? Hoping that it's not going to come down to that match. I, I mean, I think Tiger showed no confidence in Ricky this entire cup. First of all, he didn't pick him. He only picked him after Brooks Kepka withdrew. Did not play Ricky on day one. Only played Ricky when he sat himself. Puts Ricky out last in the singles day, which basically means like 
we're hoping this thing is decided by them, but if it's not, ah, good luck. So <laughs> I, I, I kind of look at it as a slight to Ricky from Tiger, like no confidence in Ricky, which why should he wow, have confidence really? in Ricky? Yeah, don't you, don't you think? No, I view it the opposite. I know that. Really? Yeah, because especially with the President's Cup being so tight. Look, if the U.S. team wasn't as dominant as they were today, and really what evidence did we have that they were going to be other than perhaps a brief stretch yesterday where they were ahead in the matches, but overall the international team uh, was kind of cruising in this event. I Let me ask you this. It's about where, confidence in my opinion. It, it, okay. Where are you going to hide your worst player if you're the captain? Middle of the pack. Fair. I mean, that's where you put Bryson, which is the other worst. Bryson Go only ahead. played Go the, ahead. First, the first match on the first day, sat the rest of the, of the event, and then obviously has to go out today. Went out in the middle of the pack, for sure. What Was that weird to you? What was weird to me was I haven't seen Bryson in two months, and I take a look at him, and he looks like Ray Lewis after a fresh <laughs> round of HGH. What is my guy doing? Why is he trying to get so he, jacked? He's gained some, like, like 25 pounds. Yes, I saw some weird like promotional video on the PGA Tour where they told Bryson, oh, oh, Bryson, you can't hit driver anymore because you're hitting over the net, and you're, and you're a danger to everybody. And it's like, stupid. Why, why, why are you doing this? You've won so many PGA Tour events. Why are you trying to get crazy ripped? Doesn't your science tell you anything about having his science? His bus? science tells him it, it gives him more ball speed, which gives him more distance, which helps him compete. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't care about that. I just, I just think that I think Bryson and Ricky huge slaps in the face for where they were placed in the Presidents Cup. I do. I Isn't think. What is? Look, what is? Okay. If you're Captain Woods, we're we're not talking about Tiger right now. We're talking about Captain sure. Woods. Captain Woods. Sitting up there in the very – by the way, slight digression. Did you see, like, the very sterile, like, weird press conference area they had? Where yes. there's, like, this big divider. So <laughs> the they divider see. between their four feet apart and they have this I know. Thing. Oh, so stupid. But, it no, was it was good. It was, but anyway, it was a good so, president's cup. I'm not, I'm not mad at the president's cup. It was, it was a good president's no, cup. No, great yes. event. Probably my favorite team event I've ever watched, to be honest. The most exciting. Well. But, to Bryson and Ricky. Going in, those are the two weakest members of your team. I don't think there's any question about that. So to hide Bryson in the middle, I understand. To put Ricky at the end, I thought, was a vote of confidence in the way that he had played the first, well, his first couple matches with JT. You know, Ricky, look, Ricky went 2-0-2. Ricky got three points for the Inter-American team. You can't say he had a bad... No, uh, but he did. It, uh, he missed some. Okay, wait a minute. So sure. if you're saying he gagged it with JT, are you saying JT also had a bad President's Cup? How dare you, sir? No, I mean, JT had a better President's Cup than Ricky. Um, JT also <laughs> missed some important shots. He also missed. I mean, look, it takes two in an alternate shot format to, to blow a five-up lead. Nobody's arguing that. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I think that. If there's 12 singles matches, you put your worst guy out last and just hope that it's over by the time he gets out there. God, I just don't agree with that philosophy. I think it's most important. <laughs> I just think it's most it, it important. It could be. It could be most important. It and it nearly was important. today. It nearly was. So, so if you're the internationals, who do you think their best? I mean, you, you're not putting your best player out last because what if 
it's over before your best player has a chance to, you know, have a say in it. Well, in his post-game interview, Ernie Els said that the first match was most crucial today. And uh, obviously, he put out Abraham answer, probably knowing he's going to go against Tiger Woods. And I bet Ernie, he, he 100% knew he was going against Tiger Woods. I bet Ernie had a couple guys in mind before he even flew over to Australia. I would have put like, Adam Scott out first, 100%. Totally. Would have put Adam Scott out first. Given his play, he had to do it. And I'm not saying that I, I Sunjay— I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I'm not saying that Sunjay would have beaten Tiger, but Sunjay played the best of any international player. He dusted Gary Woodland, who did not have a great President's Cup. Nope. And, you know, perhaps if the, if the international team finds— The thing is— and Cam Smith said this after he won his match to keep things alive. Uh, great win, by the way, for him over Justin Thomas, third to last match out today. If the international team found a way to win or even have that first match against Tiger Woods, I think they win the President's Cup. That's the tone setter. And for the American team, you see your captain saying, oh, my God, hell yes, Tiger just won his match. But if you're standing there and you see oh, shit, Abraham Answer won another match against Captain Woods? Then all of a sudden, like, doubt creeps in your mind. I think it set the tone for the entire day for both teams. I don't know. I mean, it it definitely helped the American. It definitely helped the Americans. I don't know about... I just feel like everybody's already out there. They're going their ball out. Like, it's, it's the freaking President's Cup. I, I know that... You lose your match, you win your match. Everybody's playing their own match. I don't know. I don't know how much they can really put into everybody else's matches to get them fired up. Like, aren't you already fired up? I mean, you beat President. You, I mean, you beat you beat Captain Woods. You lose to Captain Woods. Who cares? It's Tiger Woods. Like, you should expect Abraham Answer to lose to Tiger Woods, and and you should have to go out there and make up for. It. I don't know. I would have put Adam Scott out there. Had that whole Aussie crowd. Because you're asking your your country to root against Tiger Woods. What better way to have an Aussie playing against him? That's a great point. That's a really good point. And the applause, boy, by the end, the Americans were getting no applause when it was clear that they were going to clinch the cup. It was expected, but kind of funny. Nick, have we reached the Patrick Reed portion of the podcast? It's time. It, we, I, I'm glad we were able to bury it this far, but... Oh, Nearly 40 shit. minutes in before we got to it. Okay, so I'm not going to litigate the past. I'm just going to look. No, I'm probably going to eventually do that. So Patrick Reed, coming into the event, Cam Smith talked a little junk. Patrick Reed was Well, I think happy. we need to address what happened in the hero. Okay, go ahead. So three days before the President's Cup begins... Patrick Reed cheats in the Hero World Challenge <laughs> by improving that, yeah. his lie in a bunker with, like, a sneaky pa- practice shot where he takes his wedge back and, like, removes all the sand that's essentially burying his ball. Um, and then he accepts a two-stroke penalty, loses the tournament by two strokes. Um Cam Smith was the most outspoken international player about this situation, saying basically calling him a cheater, which I think at this point it's fair to say that that that's an accurate statement. I mean, if it's a different guy this is happening to every time, it's a one-off situation, but it's happening to the same guy all the time. Joe, there's no more hiding it or denying it. Patrick Reed is doing these things. It's not a coincidence. Um, and then after, God, he was awful with Webb Simpson. 
0-3. His caddy shoves a drunken Australian fan who was yielding two beers <laughs> and shoves or punches. From the accounts I have heard, shoves. Okay. Shoves him down. The guy apparently they're leaving the course after the Saturday matches um, in Australia. So Friday in the United States. And they're on a golf cart, and some Australian fan, or I should say international fan, but presumably Australian, with a beer in each hand, approaches the golf cart that they're on, screaming profanities in Patrick Reed's face. And the caddy says he's had enough, gets out of the cart, shoves the guy down, spills his beers, gets back on the cart, takes off. PJ Tour, who puts on this event, says, bro, you ain't coming back. Patrick's got to find another caddy for a singles match, which he does. He has a swing coach come in, goes up six up through seven, and ends up winning his match on Sunday. I think a couple things. Before the President's Cup, Rory McIlroy was asked about this, and he said, look, I think at a certain point people make a sport of picking on Patrick Reed, which I think there is some truth to, but also there's a lot of ammunition there. To pick on this guy. He has a long history of this garbage. Second point. I don't think he's going to change. Because if you look at. What happened at the President's Cup. Patrick Reed was very demonstrative. Toward the international fans. He did that. Shuffle motion. After making a putt. So he had like a five foot putt. He had like a five foot putt. Excuse me. And as he makes contact with the ball. It was after he struck the ball, but someone yelled, and he knocks it in, he picks his ball up, and then uses his putter like a shovel as a reference to last week. So I think, yes, A, people do make a sport of this. B, I think a lot of it is warranted. And C, Patrick Reed's never going to change because he feeds off this, and I honestly think it makes him a better player as evidenced by his performance today. Patrick Reed feeds on this stuff. He's very much a team sport athlete, if you can call him that, in Ooh. an individual kind of game because you see him thrive in this sort of environment. Who do you win the Masters against? Patrick Reed won the Masters playing against somebody in Roy McIlroy in the final group that he knew 99% of fans, even in America, were going to root for Rory to win that Masters event. Reed feeds off this stuff. He craves it. He needs it. Joe, what was Patrick Reed's record uh, this week? I don't think it was very good besides it, – it, well, let's see. Hey, Nick. You know, <laughs> well, Joe, it was 1-3. and three. It was 1-0 and oh today. It was 1-0 and oh it was today. 1-0 today, but it was 1-3. and three. So, and I would have expected, if if what you're saying is true, that he feeds off of this negative energy. And going into this cup, I for sure thought, oh, Patrick Reed, about to go 5-0. and They nicknamed him Captain America for a reason. He's been so good in these things. He went 0-3 in his first three matches. He did win today. He was 6 up through 7, which was very impressive. But he he did not look good the first three days and I, to go back to making a sport out of out of Patrick Reed I just think that it's when it's the same guy that's all this stuff is surrounding it's not about picking on him it's about acknowledging a trend 
right? If like people say, well, what if it was somebody else's name attached to the situation? Would you make a big deal? No, we wouldn't because we would give that person the benefit of the doubt. But since Patrick Reed has had all these instances happen five years ago, 10 years ago, since he was in college, he's been accused of being a cheater since he was in college or probably even before that. So every time he does something else that looks like he's being a cheater, we're going to acknowledge it. And it's not because we're biased. It's because we're acknowledging a trend. So, yeah, if if Justin Thomas brushed back sand in, in a waste bunker and hit his shot, we would give him the benefit of the doubt because that's not his personality. But for Patrick Reed, it is it is becoming it is his personality. Poor Webb Simpson. Yeah, seriously. We talked about it. Like who's going Patrick Reed was a captain's pick. He did Webb not Simpson, have to be on this team. It became clear early that Webb Simpson was going to be the guy who got saddled with Patrick Reed. And as a result, both of them were non-factors until today. Give Webb Simpson credit. He beat Ben on, who also played well in this President's Absolutely. Cup. Right. And That's it a was a crucial play. point. Huge. Um, okay. Do you have you uh, you told me you had a bunch of notes. Have we gotten to any of them so far? We're 45 minutes in. For goodness we, we've sakes. gotten to a lot of them, but let, okay. let, let's just see what else I put on there. Um, I, I do want to we're kind of on the topic. I, I want to second guess the the captain's picks a little bit. Um, not necessarily second guess them, but just evaluate them. Tiger Woods. I don't think we're second guessing. I like that. That one. Number six in the world. He, he dominated. With three we're, good. we're good. We're good. Tony Finau, like you, I, I'm surprised that you said earlier he didn't win a match. He seemed like he made everything. I think he, yeah, he was stuck with Cooch. That's why he didn't win a match, Nick. You're right. You're right. He he, have matches that should have been losses. So do not look at his record to indicate his performance. He was awesome. He was absolutely awesome. Huge captain's pick. Even if his record didn't show it, some huge halves. And then Patrick Reed, which we're I, I, I'm on the record saying that is a, a bullshit captain's pick. <laughs> Tiger Woods is for some reason in love with him, which if they have the same DNA in terms of competitiveness, that's great. I get that. And, and, and sure, I think that's cool. But I think that pick could have been used on somebody better. Joe, my argument is Kevin Kisner, who I mentioned earlier, makes a ton of putts. These competitions require players who can make putts. Would you have used the Patrick Reed captain's pick on somebody else? And if so, who? Um, no, I would not have. I would have used it on Patrick Reed. As much as I dislike Patrick Reed and his form was not great in this event, I still think he has enough good history built up in these two events that you do have to opt for him. Kiz, I think, is a good pick because he strikes me as one of those dudes who's like everyone loves in the locker room like he dips he's just kind of a chill southern bro he probably gambles like mickelson like i love kids i think he's great but no i think this is a good pick i'll tell you who uh i might have left off the team is uh the u.s open champion gary woodland who was the other yeah. captain's pick um if you were to put kids in the team over somebody to me it's gary woodland he never looked comfortable. He never no, looked comfortable to me. Gary did not look good. Every time they cut to Gary Woodland with like a six-foot putt, I'm like, oh, shit, he's got me. No chance. Yeah. No, he didn't look great. But um, 
Who would you who would you have replaced him with? The Kevin Na was in the conversation. I mean, who who would you have rather seen? Jordan Spieth? People are saying he was a snob. He was like ranked like twenty something, not even close in the world. Honestly, Brendan Todd. Okay, you just go um, with the hot hand. I yeah, I would take the wow. hot hand. Um, Spieth not a consideration. His way off form. Um, Kevin Na is a psychopath, and I think whoever he was paired with. All those little idiosyncrasies and weird movements probably would have driven them crazy, ultimately. Um, I think if you were going to pick someone else, it would be Brendan Todd, who won two consecutive PGA Tour events very recently, almost won a third consecutive. And, you know, look, I think the fact of the matter is Brendan Todd's not a cool kid, which is why he didn't get invited. And Tiger, you think Tiger Woods has ever spoken to Brendan Todd? I don't. And that's not a knock on Tiger or Brendan Todd. Before six weeks ago, there's not a reason for Tiger Woods to speak with Brendan Todd. But sure. I think if you were to make a move, and I don't want to criticize Tiger because, God bless him, he was able to win his first time as a captain in any of these team events. I think that's the one move I make. You leave Gary Woodland off. I think he probably overweighted the major. Gary Woodland hasn't won a lot besides the U.S. Open. Obviously, it's the U.S. Open. But a lot of guys who won majors haven't done a lot of stuff. I would have picked Brendan Todd. Joe, Bones Mackay who you probably know as Phil Nicholson's caddy for the better part of three and a half decades, um, called Patrick Two and Reed. a half. <laughs> it's a lot. It's Still late. Lot. Look, it's Still one in the morning where you are. I'm going to cut you some Still slack. A lot. Called Patrick Reed's bunker shot on the sixth hole today the best bunker shot he's ever seen. That's ridiculous. Okay. That's all. That's all we have on that. Phil Mickelson. <laughs> you Phil don't Mickelson. need to see. I no. know. I know. Phil Mickelson has taken an edible. He's drunk on his couch, wearing his stars and stripe onesie, flipping out at the TV when he hears that. I guarantee it. Seriously. No, no fireside chat still after that one. What a jab. Um, yeah. I have a few other things we can just kind of touch on. Um, just this whole event reminds me of how much more interesting match play and team play is. I mean, I was glued to my seat for six hours today and for four hours yesterday, four hours later before. I mean, every 30 minutes, the whole scoreboard changes completely. I mean, you look and somebody's three up and, oh, my God, they're dominating. 20 minutes later, they lose two holes. Now they're they're one up. They have no momentum. I mean, it's such a game of momentum. and, And it just seems like, if one international person makes a long putt, three in a row do, and then three matches shift. And I don't know, it just really held my attention for for four straight days. And, and I don't know, it was, it was a lot of fun for me to watch. Yeah, I get that point. I think a couple things on that. One, I think it's more fun because we don't get it as often. I think that's a common trope that we want to have match play more. But in reality, it's not conducive consistently to making good, entertaining television. Because we have the buildup of these two-on-two matches through the first three days of the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup, by the time you get to the singles, it is like, whoa, okay, we've been building to this crescendo, mano a mano, let's see how it all shakes out. And the reason it only happens one time on the PGA Tour is because if you get blowouts or when you get down, especially to the final couple matches, right, if those final matches are not entertaining or blowouts, 
There's no one else in the golf course. It's not like you got some random shooting 62 super early and you can kind of supplement the leaders with that coverage. That's all you got, and you're kind of at the mercy of the golfers to play competitively, and if not, it's not going to be very compelling. Well, and the same thing is in tournament play, individual play, it's just one guy. It doesn't matter. Like in team play, you you put one match up against 12 12 matches and this is how the whole team is doing and if three matches flip that changes the whole scope of the competition that you're watching whereas if you're watching the WGC match play championship and three matches flip it doesn't matter it, it really doesn't matter except for those individual matches so it's true i get why it, it doesn't it, it it only works in this context but I forgot. I had forgotten how exciting this context was. It's when fun. you put five matches out there, and then you put a scoreboard with those five matches, and you throw a USA flag on three of those, how much more exciting that makes it. So that was pretty awesome. And, you know, we shit on the President's Cup a lot, but this was awesome, Joe. This was a lot of fun. So I am going to refuse to talk bad about the President's Cup for the next 24 months, but, Joe... We're only 10 months away from a USA at-home Ryder Cup. So does this United States win the comeback, the drama? Does it give you any confidence for a home Ryder Cup win in September of 2020? Uh, here's the problem. I, I obviously want the U.S. to hold court, but <laughs> it doesn't— it doesn't it doesn't matter until we do it in Europe. Until the U.S. wins a Ryder Cup in Europe— it doesn't matter. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot like this. A lot to lose and a little to gain. The US winning at home in the Ryder Cup is like every president's cup for the US. If you don't win, it's an embarrassment. And if you do win, whew, what a relief. So I'm jacked for the Ryder Cup. It's fun. I love it when it's on US soil. But until the Americans put up a fight in Europe, um you know, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't mean much, I guess. I would think a President's Cup loss on the road would be worse than a Ryder Cup loss at home. No, I disagree with that. I think no matter what happens in the President's Cup, the Ryder Cup means three no, times as much. No, I, I, that's not what I'm saying, and I, I get how that sounds. It's not that it's more important, but it would be more embarrassing. Like, the United States should win the President's Cup no matter where it's played, whereas... The Europeans have dominated the Ryder Cup throughout its history, and it wouldn't well, be as much history. of a surprise. It would not be as much a surprise for the Europeans to come in here and win in Wisconsin as it would for for us to lose the Presidents Cup in Australia. But yes, no, the the Ryder Cup means more. That's not. I'm not saying it doesn't mean more, but I'm saying it would be more of a surprise uh, for the United States to lose the Presidents Cup anywhere on planet Earth. But I don't know. I'm. Um, I don't know. I, I just think that the, the Ryder Cup is so much more important. I don't care where it's played. They win at home. I, I'm not chalking it up as no big deal. Uh, a home win is is still a win, Joe. And that's if if that's where they're playing it, that's where I want them to win it. No, I think that that's 100 percent true. Um, the the U.S. team should view this not as damn, we got momentum. 
they should view this as a wake up call for sure because this is event where they feel like they can sleepwalk through and take care of business. And frankly, they're 11, one and one in the history of this event. So they're probably not wrong. Do you have no. any more notes? No, I mean, you're right. They, they, they looked like they're sleep, sleep walking through it. Did you hear Tiger Woods had an alcohol ban from Bermuda? Yeah, what the hell is <laughs> that? Come on. Uh, unbelievable. But Lacey, no, Lacey I, heard that. She turned to me and goes, that's bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. No wonder, no wonder it's not an important event. Um, no, I mean, I, 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 for me, this is a feeder into the Ryder Cup. Like I said, we're less than a year away. I just want to... I think we should have a Ryder Cup preview like in February, to be honest. Like after the Hawaii swing, I think we should really like take a deep dive and look at uh, who's, you know, in position to be on the team, who who some good captain's picks can be. But one thing I do not want to overlook in between now and the Ryder Cup, Joe, is the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. Let's not because uh, they show the graphic a lot. And who's who's on who's who's in fourth place on that graphic? <laughs> Anybody I might have heard Woods. of? <laughs> oh, Captain, Captain Woods. Woods. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. The Olympic Committee, if Tiger Woods is in danger of missing the Olympics, I bet they find a quick way to rework the magic and how people qualify. Because how think about the ratings that will the, – the bump in ratings that will occur for NBC – whether or not Tiger Woods is in the Olympics. It's Come on. Astronomical. Like they've got to be sitting on pins and needles. Like what are, what are the chances you think he, he's on the team? Like 80 to 90 percent. Really? Scott Van I don't Pelt- think it's that good. Here's here's the thing, and I, I've never forgot this. It was after the very first FedEx Cup. I remember watching Sports Center. It was like 2007. And you know, people are like, ah, oh, this is stupid, doesn't doesn't make any difference. And Scott Van Pelt said. This has really stuck with me. If you make it matter, he'll win it about Tiger Woods. And it's true. No matter what sort of metric or event or race or season or tournament, if you make it matter and it's important in the world of golf, this guy finds a way to qualify and win. And I have no doubt that Tiger Woods is going to make the majors and the Olympics his singular focus in 2020. I hope he does. I really hope he makes the Olympics uh, as important as a major in 2020. And, I mean, we're at the end of Tiger Woods' prime, probably past his prime, although he just won a major. But how often can you get to see Tiger Woods have a first? And we just saw it today. And if we could see it again... Within a calendar year, that would be awesome. If Tiger Woods won gold in the Olympics. Okay, look. One American has meddled in golf in history. You know who it is? Matt Kuchar. Oh, it was was it it, it? Yeah. Look, if there is a more appropriate person to be a bronze medalist than Matt Kuchar, I can't think of who it is. Come on. Yeah. So I'm definitely – I'm all in on the Olympics. I am. I think it's essentially – it's it's more of the fifth major to me than the players' championship. I'll say that. Whoa! Shots fired at the players. I know. I mean, which is not hard to do. Okay, Nick. I think we got to wrap. It is one a.m. where you are right now. Yeah. 
It's time for bed. It's, it's, it's time for Nick to go to bed. Thank you so much for listening to this review of the President's Cup. It's been a lot of fun. We're going to come back with one more podcast at the end of 2019, kind of a year in review. We're excited for that. Nick, by the way, I took the week between Christmas and New Year's off. We can do it anytime. If you want to go like two hours, I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm going on a, I'm going to have, I got to go to vacation coming up. But, oh, uh, where are you going? Okay, I'll give you two guesses. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Moscow? Moscow, Idaho, baby. <laughs> going Beautiful to the club. The <laughs> yeah, find out where the Corner Club Open is, for God's sakes. Oh, it's uh, June 20th and 21st. Ends on Father's Day this year. 20th and the weekend of the U.S. Open, they did it? Yeah, which is also the week of my anniversary every year. Oh, my God. Mark, yeah. get it together, bro. What's yeah. going on out there? Anyway, hey, thank you so much for listening to – we're still on the air – to listening to At The Term. Again, very proud of our new sponsor, Precision Pro. Folks, you got to get a rangefinder. All real golfers need a real rangefinder. Use coupon code at the turn at checkout. That's two T's at the turn. I guess it's more than two. At checkout, you get 10 bucks off at the register. Swing with confidence. Hit more greens. You know how you do it, Nick? With Precision Pro Golf. That's how you do it. U.S. wins the President's Cup. It's way past Nick's bedtime. Tell Ashley thank you from all of us. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.